0: I actually miscarried, so I um I well I got my implants out and I started actually my body didn't recover very well and I started putting on weight. So I was down to like sixty kilos, which I fucking loved. Like I thought I was just like the hottest shit ever, and then my body didn't recover from implant my implant um my explant and I started putting on weight and I put on like eight kilos. And it was quite hard for me, like my ego, because I was like, "Shit, you know, I've, I've got little boobs. I'm starting to look like pear shaped," and it was real hard on myself. And then um we accidentally fell pregnant, and I was like over the moon and thought, "Wow, you know, this is it. This is what I what I'm meant to be like, be transitioning through." And then we lost the baby, and it was really, really hard on me, like extremely hard. It made me realize how much I wanted another child, and I looked in the mirror and was like, "Well." you thought you're healthy a body like really only um terminated pregnancy if there's things that are not quite right so I I really started to look into it and, and that really opened me up to like the way I was living and eating was really not supporting me and definitely not my cycle and like I had painful ovulation my period only lasted like not even a day and it was so light like I could literally just wear underwear it was so light And so like all these things, like I really started to take that self responsibility and go, wow, like mm, let's go back to the beginning as in like go back down to ground level and work your way back up. Like, you if you really want to have a baby, let's do this right. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way.
1: I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. So today we have an amazing guest on the podcast who's actually now working for us as a coach. So we recorded this episode quite a while ago, but because I record so many episodes in advance, it's usually, there's a bit of time from when I actually record them to when I release them. So Nissa is just a beautiful soul. She has the most incredible energy and we met her back in probably 2000 and maybe 17, 2018, I think. So we were both part of the same business coaching group and back then she was vegan. So in this episode, she just shares her story and her health journey and a lot of the issues she was experiencing by eating a vegan diet, and then how she was slowly influenced to come over to the, to the, to the bright side, to the uh, to the pro-metabolic community, how she worked with Emma, um, you know, uh, I guess some of the improvements she's seen, the weight gain. She talks about her, you know, body image issues. And I think it's just a really uh, fabulous podcast. And I think so many women who probably transition from being vegan or a lot of the restrictive diets. Will really resonate with uh, with Nissa's story. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did, and I'm sure you will love Nissa by the end of it. And as always. Please take a screenshot um, of the episode and share it on Instagram stories with your biggest takeaways and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. And each month I pick a winner from someone who shared and you can win a tub of saturate Premium Collagen. So let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast Nissa, everyone I just love Nissa. she is just one of the most gorgeous human beings on the inside and out she's got this most ridiculous huge ass that I just love as well <laughs> I always have a good perv on it when I watch your training videos and we actually met in Lynn's group hey one of our ex-business coaches and I just loved her she's just like if you don't follow her go follow her she's one of the most warm like authentic just really shares her experiences so openly and you've got I think you've just got a great you know story as well like you've been through a lot of shit Mm. and you know it's like you've really shifted I think your beliefs especially around nutrition because I remember when you know like I met you and I was like I just really liked you so much but then you were fucking bloody plant based you know and I was like but I still really liked you obviously you know because you weren't you didn't try and like push it on me or like say that, you know, what you're doing is wrong or anything. And we just respected each other's beliefs around nutrition. Um, And yeah, eventually you saw the light and have come over to pre-metabolic eating. And this is the journey I think has been awesome. And I think that a lot of women will be able to relate to this in your story. So maybe let's I don't know where can you even start like start because you have had some shit relationships hey like abusive relationships and toxic you know maybe start at the beginning I guess
0: oh gosh at the beginning <laughs> yeah the, the real beginning really started like with my fitness journey when I was like 14 and I fucking hated my legs like I hated my body so it was like get into the gym let's look like Miranda Kerr like we all know who she is and she's like sticks. Um, thin, thin, stick thin. Yeah, and um, I guess like from there, like life just kind of just spiraled. So you're right. Like I just touched on, like I've had some pretty horrific relationships, and like been homeless and bankrupt, and like tried so many things. Always, oh, I've tried all the diets. Like I've, I've tried you, you name it, like everything: low sugar, high sugar, no meat, vegan, keto, intermittent fasting. I, I've tried them all, and I suppose I'm, I'm genetically lucky. My body always looked good, but on the inside. Um, it definitely it didn't so like if you could see what someone's health was like on the inside I definitely wouldn't look like this fitness model that I appeared Mm. and I suppose it was probably around the time where we were in um, Lynn's business coaching that I started to really look inwards and it was like shit you know what's the common denominator and you say your your relationships your business failure your financial failure like everything like all of these things What's the common denominator? And that was like this big aha moment. It was like a slap in the face with a wet fish. Like I just was like, wow, it's me. And But it's also really empowering. So it was really like being able to like take that responsibility, that self-responsibility for where my life's at. And like you said, I saw the light, but in, in so many ways. Like, yeah, you know, I
1: feel it's, like you're right. Like it's like you just did this massive switch. You're like, because you'd also went to uni. You were studying. Um, what were you studying? yeah and like I remember you saying to me or I think you messaged me and you're like or maybe you wrote it in a post and talking about how like you're not studying that anymore hey yeah and you just you stopped and you're like because all this I was learning all of this stuff that just wasn't like it was contradicting Mm. you know and I'm doing this plant-based diet and my period shared and you know like you know, I remember talk, talk and when we had that program, and you had, oh, God, there's so many things, and you had the big fake boobs too. Then <laughs> you got the implants out as well.
0: Yeah, oh, so many. I was actually having a ponder in my mind this morning um, before our, before we jumped on and, and started chatting. It was like, fuck, you know, I think back to like five years ago when I was studying and I had my big fake boobs, and I, like, I look hot. Like I look back at my photos, and I'm like, damn.
1: Oh, you've, like, got I- your body. you've really got a, a great like small, like that naturally curvaceous body with the small waist and you had the big butt and then obviously had the big fake hooters as well yeah
0: <laughs> well like um I guess what we talk about like the uni so like I, w- I would go to uni and I was vegan and like although I looked good we would, we would learn one thing in like biochemistry saying, you know, the, the number one fuel source for your body is glucose. And then you'd go to like a nutrition module and they'd be like, Oh, you know, you really can't have processed sugar and all of this stuff. And like, for me, like, although I was on not that bandwagon, I was like, Oh, kind of sugar type thing. Like I, I went in everything I go to, I, 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 I re, try and release everything I think I know and become the best student I can. And I think that served me when I was at uni because I'm looking at it going, well, you're teaching us one thing, but then you're teaching us another. And it's really contradictory. And part of that waking up moment for me really like made me realize that what I'm learning at uni was just so out of alignment with my values.
1: Mm. So
0: yeah, I literally, I walked away from, from uni and I only had like maybe two semesters to go oh, and I was really. done. And I just walked away and it felt so good. felt felt so good. And then just started pouring all my time into learning. Uh, I really thank you. Like, I think I always message you and go, I'm so fucking grateful for you, Kitty. Like, I just love that you share so much. And it just, it made sense. That was the biggest thing. Like, it made sense. And you never forced it on me. Like, you were saying, I never forced my veganism on you. Like. And it just made sense, and I started to really look into it. And you were always just so open, like you're this busy fucking woman, and you were always like, "Yeah, whatever you need, Nissa. So, like, if you want to jump on a Zoom, we can have a chat." And it was just, just really nice to have have that support around for for no other
1: reason. So, and yeah. when was like the defining moment when you were like, "Okay, I, I'm not being vegan anymore." I'm. Oh, I know the exact
0: moment. Oh, I on. actually, <laughs> I actually miscarried. So, I um, I. Well, I got my implants out and I started actually. My body didn't recover very well and I started putting on weight. So oh. I was down to like 60 kilos, which I fucking loved. Like I thought I was just like the hottest shit ever. And then my body didn't recover from implant, my implant, um, my explant. And I started putting on weight and I put on like eight kilos. And it was quite hard for me, like my ego, because I was like, shit, you know, I've, I've got little boobs. I'm starting to look like pear shaped and it was real hard on myself. And then um, we accidentally fell pregnant and I was like over the moon and thought, wow, you know, this is it. This is what, I, what I'm what meant to be like." Be transitioning through. And then we lost the baby and it was really, really hard on me, like extremely hard. It made me realise how much I wanted another child. And I looked in the mirror and was like, well, you thought you're healthy. A body like really only um, terminated pregnancy if there's things that are not quite right. So I, I really started to look into it and, and that really opened me up to like, the way I was living and eating was really not supporting me and definitely not my cycle. And like, I had painful ovulation. My period only lasted like not even a day. And it was so light. Like I could literally just wear underwear. It was so light. And so like all these things, like I really started to take that self responsibility and go, wow, like Mm. let's go back to the beginning as in like go back down to ground level and work your way back up. Like, you if you really want to have a baby, let's do this right. So I, I then started dealt like really diving into like pro metabolic eating and like whatever you shared, I was like, I need to be on this and like even actually Do it with like, Emma,
1: remember you'd all like like you like oh this is the best, she is so great Emma,
0: yeah. I freaking love her, I, yeah. I freaking love her, yeah she was so good, she was she really like most of the things we spoke about like it's it's really what you speak let me speak about like it's just I. I think we, we make things so complicated, don't we? We, we just like really complicated, it, but it's, it's so simple. She's just like, Nissa, remove the stress, get in like a bioavailable protein, get in your liver, eat your carrot salad, like really start to do these things, get some sunshine, like all these beautiful, beautiful, simple things. And it just made the the wealth of difference for me. And I literally felt pregnant a couple of months later.
1: <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so you obviously like you've had your baby now
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you know let's talk about because you were someone who was like me who was small you know mm-hmm. like you'd done all this diets and you'd stay small and then now you've gained this weight through pregnancy and healing and you know you you, you know we were just talking about what's that journey being like for you and how, like because I think I really like how you share so openly like you talk about but it's okay to feel like you want to change your body and that you, you know, sometimes have these days where you said, I just, like, I feel fat (laughs) and I feel shit about myself. (laughs) Like, you know, but you're like, I'm never going back to, I'm just going to slow gradual fat loss, you know, like talk about that.
0: Mm, Yeah, well, I put on like, 25 kilos with my pregnancy and that was really hard like I'm short I'm like 160 centimeters and I think I was as wide as I was tall and it was quite hard and even after I had had Luna the you know, you expect the weight to come off. And like it did with my son. However, with Luna, it really didn't. And I was still working with Emma at that time. And she was really encouraging me to eat more. She's like, your body needs it. You need to really replenish your mineral balance that you lose when you have a baby and all these things. And the weight was actually going up. It was quite hard. So I was like about 80 kilos for for my small height. And that was quite hard on on me, like on my ego and on like the way I perceived myself. Mm -hmm. So it's like I really tapped into just being patient and, reminding myself of why i was doing it like that i wanted to have a healthy cycle i wanted to not experience painful ovulation so i think in about three months i got my period back after having luna which is really great like that means that my body was like felt healthy that i wanted to reproduce but my ovulation was still really painful like i would describe it as painful as like um pms like the women experience no. cramping yeah. yeah it was really painful so i would remind myself of these things it's like well You've had a baby and she's healthy, but your body still needs a little bit of love and it's going to take time. And I say this to people all the time. I'm like 20 years of dieting is not going to be reversed in a matter of two years. So it's just mm-hmm. being patient and reminding myself of that. And even now I've like dropped 10 kilos and I feel awesome. I'm back at the gym and training, but mm-hmm. I still have my days where if I'm wearing shorts and I, I look at my short little legs and they're, they're, that's where I carry most of my fat. So I, I still feel like a little bit self-conscious on, on some days, but I'm just, I'm so devoted to getting my body to a point where it's like my metabolism supported all of my systems are supported and all of my vitals are still like flourishing like mm-hmm. none of this bloody low body temperature stuff and so just yeah just being devoted Like we're really not taught to be so committed this way and it's it's not
1: always easy because <laughs> it takes time yeah you know and I think it's can be so hard for a lot of women to sit in that feeling uncomfortable in their body mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just I really admire you for that and just going I'm going to do it slow in a slow mm-hmm. way and sustainable way. And, like, so you've already lost 10 kilos. Yeah. You know, you, you're most half the way there. You know, well, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, you probably have a, not a goal weight, but, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You just want to lose some more body fat. But just, mm-hmm. and you were saying to me, I'm like, cycle's great now and I don't have painful, ages my sex drive has made me skin look so I and mean, people can't see her, but her skin's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just, yeah, because I think so many women it's because, you know, like we were pretty similar, like that low body weight, like we get a lot of women who are the opposite, you know, they start at 90 kilos, you know, they've been binge eating a lot. But I think for the women like us who were we real were restrictors mm. and restricted our calorie intake for a long time to stay small, it's like it can, you know, it can be hard
0: yeah, definitely. Really, like really looking hard. Looking at that
1: scale and going, like, oh, it's not like what it used to be. And yeah. And no, that you said you went to the, like, you went out in the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the, yeah. And like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I love how you just talk about it so openly.
0: Oh, yeah, I even said it to one of my girlfriends there. I was like, you know, I just feel a little bit shit about myself. And, you know, and she's like, you know, you're fine, you're fine. And it's like it's it's easy to say that, but mm-hmm. really on the inside I'm not. And, that, and that's good, like being able to acknowledge that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we can all try to appear this high almighty, I'm strong, I'm confident, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm patient, but it's also okay to, to just go, oh, I'm fucking not. Like... <sighs> I want to walk around in a bikini like I used to, but I just don't have the confidence right now. And I think that in itself is quite like medicinal, like just acknowledging that rather than holding it in, like just allow that those emotions to just flow and but just then take action afterwards. Like don't feel shit about yourself and then go home and like drink a bottle of wine and, and eat a packet of chips and all that shit. Like I came home and we ate. I think we made homemade pizzas at night, you know, we just made sourdough bases with all the veggies oh, on top or something, you know. Well, that's um, right, we
1: love pizza. I love pizza so much. My favorite sourdough picks, my favorite food ever. Hang on, pick up this. Study. I love it. I love it. Vision and whining. Hey, Henry. Right, come up and say hello to this Nissa again. This has got sausage dogs as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, like what advice, you know, for a woman who's going, say, similar journey to you, mm-hmm. if she's really struggling, you know, she's still obviously on the healing and losing weight, you know, what advice would you give her if when those times come up, when you get triggered by these these feelings like that you do?
0: So just like be really honest with yourself like be sit in the emotion like mm-hmm. uh, like emotional intelligence is something we're not taught and I really really wish we were from a young age but um, like it's okay to feel frustrated it's okay to like I was actually um writing a blog the other week literally about this about how like we when we're young we're we're it's shoved down our throat like this whole like you got to look this way and girls are gonna look pretty and you got to do this and and the whole diet industry is really like it banks off that and then we've got this body positivity movement that's coming through and it's like love your fat roll stop sucking it in like you know you love the skin you're in and they're really great but there's like this bridge missing that like bridges the two and I yeah. think it's emotional intelligence of going you know what I have felt so shit and I still have my days and I do want to love my body but. I'm right here in the middle and and that's okay as well. Like you're bridging, you're bridging your emotions and just sitting in them, but then also following it through by taking action, like really just removing that self-sabotaging action after. Yeah,
1: and continuing to be consistent with the stuff that you know that's going to get you that result. In a healthy and sustainable way, because I think it's too easy for women, like they get frustrated and like you say, like, and I've done it before, I'm not for a while, but like you go drink the wine or you go and eat a huge packet of chips and just... You know, and you just feel shit afterwards.
0: Oh, you do. So like, you bloat up. You might hold a bit of like water. Yeah. and You just feel shit. Like, your energy's crap. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. Just being devoted. Like, I remind myself to just take small steps in the moment each day. It's like, you know what? You've got this big vision. That could be 12 months away, but you're not there, you're here. So let's let's live in the now and take actions now that are going to support that that bigger mm. vision. So it's just take taking small steps. Like I just raced home from the gym now and I literally have 20 minutes. I was like, I need to eat. And it's like, oh, I get to have a coffee with milk and sugar, <laughs> you know, fill myself up on, on yummy foods. So it's like just it, living in each moment, like to making choices in each moment that are supporting that bigger vision and also being okay with feeling like shit sometimes.
1: Mm. Yeah. I really love that yeah I like it. So I agree I think there's like it's it's one extreme to the next like mm-hmm. this the whole body positive but being but it's like sometimes these women are unhealthy mm. like that's not a healthy way to be like 50% body fat that's actually not healthy you know but then it's not healthy being 15% body fat either mm-hmm. you know it's like I think you're right using that emotional intelligence to find that space in the middle where you can you know, feel good about yourself and be healthy and strong and sleep well and have a good cycle. And I think you, I think you can have both, but mm. it, it just takes time. Yeah, it does. It's not quick. Like you can't have it quickly, which is annoying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's that unlearning and relearning like, mm. process of just like unlearning all the crap things that would be taught that don't serve us that don't serve our health that that don't serve our sex lives that don't serve our relationships that don't serve like our lives and just being okay with being patient and relearning those things like I find myself even just the other week when I when I didn't feel good I was like you know what if I just cut sugar out for two weeks I might drop a bit of weight and then I'll come back and I'll do the pro-metabolic let's just do it for two weeks and it's like Nissa, you know exactly where that's going, and just mm-hmm. come on, rein it in. Be paid.
1: like, just the same talk we've been talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you know, we all know, like we've all been there. That that quick fat loss, it's never sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, yeah, it might take you an extra six months, six to twelve months to get it off, but at least when you get there, you'll be eating more food. It's sustainable, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like say, trying to just getting out of that uncomfortableness. In the, in the moment and just keep going and reminding yourself of what you're doing because, like, it just mm-hmm. never works long-term, doing the drastic diets and cutting sugar. Like, yeah, you'll lose the weight, obviously, but then what? You know, That's you right. going to catch up eventually. Yeah, and you can never sustain it. Like, mm-hmm. you can't sustain eating 1200 calories. You can't sustain, you know, like, eating no sugar. It's just – it sucks. And what about, you know, like, you've obviously gone through a lot of shit in your life, like emotional trauma, like how – has that played a part or addressing that in your journey? Like mm. what, what's, I don't know, like I feel I just I'm trying to think about what I'm trying to ask you. But like I, I find a lot of women who come into this, they eat the food and then they start to feel better. And then they're like, oh, shit, there's this trauma. Like there's this, mm. this stuff that I need to deal with now because I actually feel like I can. Mm. You yeah. know, do you think that's been part of your journey as well.
0: Oh, totally, totally. It's it comes back again to that emotional intelligence and we're just not taught like so when when we're little kids, no matter how great or not great our lives are, there's pivotal moments that are like traumatizing to us. It could be something mm-hmm. as like when you were seven, your parents had a baby and it meant you had to share their time. Like that's traumatizing to a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. And it's little things like that and they they really pan out your beliefs. And mm-hmm. so like for me, it was actually going back and just like looking at the, the beliefs going on in my head, like I'm not lovable, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, like all these things and they would plan pan out in my day and so just going back and really like acknowledging that so acknowledging my childhood acknowledging the life that I lived through my teens and my 20s and my early 30s and and how that panned out in abusive relationships and dieting and like you know really valuing my worth based on how I look like if I was having a shit day I'll just pop on a little pair of hot pants and a little crop top and I'd walk around and get all like you know fill my love cup up through getting whistles from guys or whatever it was so it's like acknowledging that I was looking externally to fill up something that was so empty that I didn't ever learn how to fill up for as like from a child so from my childhood so a lot of it really is is they call it childhood trauma I'm sure there's many other psychological terms to it but it's like what were the things that panned out your beliefs when you were a little person and also when you were a young adult and looking at how those beliefs are serving you or not serving you right now and, and then focusing on rewiring those so for me it was focusing inwards it was like you know what nobody's ever gonna really love you the way you want until you love yourself and it's such a cliche term like you you hear it all the time but being able actually actually putting that into action and embodying that was really big for me Mm -hmm. so learning things like what were my love languages? What are my highest values? So like value my highest values are like freedom and joy and love. And it's like, okay, well, what things bring you love and joy and give you freedom and focusing on that? And that there, that is true self-love. That is the way you feel your love cup up. And when you're focusing on that, all the things that come up in your fitness journey, your weight loss journey, your business journey—all of that really starts to become easier because you come back to this internal foundation mm. that you like built and cultivate.
1: Mm. Yeah, sense. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and I feel—I think it's like this is so much more than just training and nutrition. Hey, like it's this like ongoing journey. I think like you come into it, it's yeah, really. Yeah um i was hearing everybody again um you know i think that so many women like they the crazy dieting stems back to something like you say some trauma or some you know um but yeah and what about like i hear you often talk about liver and you know like you know because i think there's some really key foods that everyone i think can be eating when they come in you know because probably eating, it's not like here's the diet this is the food you eat it's finding what's going to work for your body um mm. and that can look slightly you know different for everyone like our diets aren't exactly the same we don't eat the exact same things but there are some you know like we talk a lot about the liver and the oysters like can you talk more about the liver and why you love it so much
0: oh yeah 100 <laughs> like for like i'm from the moment I started getting my period, I was told I was iron deficient. And so I've been on iron sups for like two decades. And two like, decades. Yeah, two oh decades. More than two decades. And I feel so blessed that nothing horrendous has like manifested in my health. Yeah. But like I look at things like my early graying, I've got like really inflamed eyes. Like it could be could be anything, like my um you know, my sluggish metabolism, all this probably played a part. And the reason why I'm touching on this was because, like, and if any of you have followed Kitty's podcast, I know you've done a few um, sessions with, um, I think maybe, was it Lauren? And she spoke about mm-hmm. um, yeah. iron overload. Go yeah. listen to them because this is literally my story. And um, I'm, I've never been iron deficient. Long story short, it was more deficient in, in other nutrients that are really found in liver and oysters and all of that. So for me, like, really cleansing my body of this iron overload and then flooding it full of the nutrients it needs which supports your metabolism which supports your liver which supports your thyroid but most of all it really replenishes that copper that, that copper nutrient which is so so important and that really got me addicted to well, not addicted in a bad way but really got me devoted to taking liver and to having oysters i used to fucking hate oysters but i love them now they're like a weekly self-love thing I've got this incredible recipe that I do and I, I,
1: cook, um, I
0: cook them up it's so good kitty oh but you just gotta river. get them
1: in you're right like, get them in. yeah just gotta get them in oh, and like, you know, this <laughs> the oyster capsules like me the saturated oyster capsules they're just so easy. I'm like, you can like eat the fresh liver if you can, if you can find it. And, you know, if it's convenient, you like it, but just otherwise take the liver capsules. We've actually got the oyster capsules finally coming out in December for the people who just don't want to do the oysters either. I actually don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that I like absolutely love oysters, but like if we go out, I'll always have oysters because I'm like, it's an easy, and we just, we go and we buy a dozen every week and I just eat them. i put lemon on them or some like red onion and vinaigrette or you know, um, Kilpatrick. I love Worcestershire. Kilpatrick is yummy. Bit of maybe like butter and garlic and parsley is also good. But I think you just got to think of them. Hey, like a supplement,
0: like oh, a totally. multivitamins. Yep, yep totally. Yeah. Like whenever I see anyone talk about multivitamins, like I, I've got like these. um pre-written like i call them in my in my notes on my phone um social comments and they're already like pre-written and when i see someone talking about like supplements and vitamins i'll just go in copy it and then obviously we want it to suit and paste mm-hmm. it and it's really just inviting them to look at vitamins a different way because like a, a, a supplement a synthetic vitamin like well, it just does so much causes dysfunction and so i look at liver and oysters but more so liver as mm-hmm. like the best multivitamin and it's I, it's yeah best it, yeah oh. Like, I think we went away a couple of months ago. Actually, I think we were chatting. It was actually when we decided to like, I jumped in. Doing that the
1: off the grid thing.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't have the liver capsules for probably about a month. And I noticed when I ovulated, I had a little bit of pain again. And I was like, hang on, we haven't had this for a few months. Mm. And so I started to just look at what I've been doing. And the thing that I hadn't been taking was my daily dose of like my liver caps. Mm. And so I was like, right, I'm just went on ordered myself some ordered my man some and got back into it and the very next ovulation cycle had no pain again and could be coincidental but i honestly truly believe it's those nutrients that we get in and it really supports like our cycles And i know you talk into that a lot with like progesterone and that you need that bioavailable vitamin a and Mm. all those nutrients which we get from the liver and honestly like to me it was that moment i i really i Decided that I'm never going to go without having some form of liver, whether it's the capsules or, or making something with actual liver.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It really is. Like, I think yeah. you just got to get it in.
0: Yeah, I remember when I was vegan and used to talk about it. I'm like, surely there's something that's not that that I can get. Surely, and it's nothing. How hey, you scared. can't? Nothing, nah,
1: you can't get it. Yeah, nothing. And like so many people would be deficient in vitamin A. I reckon.
0: like i I mean who eats liver
1: no one like i never before i met emma and found razor I'm like i've never ate liver ever yeah Yeah. i would
0: never have touched it like the now i'm good with it like i'm like oh what can i make liver pie i can make liver pate i know you've got a great little yeah (laughs) but before that and, like I thought of it but just made me want to vomit in my own mouth
1: it's not that tasty like really like I like chowed it down for a few years before I got onto the pate and every week I just I, you know, just eat it because you're like I'm just eating because I know how good it is and then I got into the pate which was awesome because I love pate and then now I just take the capsules because it's just easy and you know so, like yeah. I own the company so it's like for it not free but you know it's nearly free it's a cost yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> it's so awesome um one the like you know bits of advice would you give maybe to finish off women who are just you know new coming say from a plant-based diet or some other maybe from a plant-based diet or some other diet when they're coming into this pro-metabolic world like what advice would you give them
0: oh what advice what advice would i give them there's so much i think uh, like first and foremost like be open to um oh how am i going to put this without sounding like a bitch (laughs) Even a plant-based diet does not serve our bodies and Mm. I know that there's plant-based like influences out there that say their bodies are great and their health's great, I question that. Mm. And I know that can sound like, you know, high almighty, but I question it. And so anyone who's coming from like a plant-based way of living, look at your health the way it is right now. Mm. And I invite you to just like accept that it hasn't served you, whether you know it or not, that something will have manifested eventually. Like I, there's not a, a single vegan or plant-based person that I know personally that doesn't have issues. So mm. I think it's just accepting that what you have been doing, what has, hasn't been serving you, and to just take it slow, like really take it slow. Like I know for a fact just how slow my metabolism became after two years of very strict veganism. And like just take it slow and, and don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. <laughs> But definitely that. Yeah, definitely don't do it alone. Like I think having someone in your corner that has the know-how, the knowledge and proven experience, someone like maybe you. Proven <laughs> you, but you work with clients, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But work work with somebody, somebody that can guide you. Because I think especially veganism or maybe even keto as well, but definitely like plant-based, it, it does some damage to our bodies. Like and people think they take their B12 and their iron sucks that they're getting everything they need, but it's not. And we touched on the, um, bioavailable vitamin A before, and I think that is a biggie. And copper, both of those two nutrients you just don't get from plants. You really worry. Mm. So, I, I think like, I hope I touched on that. What's the best advice I would give someone without sounding like a bitch? So, but I really think that it does so much damage. It really Probably
1: does. it really like ch- I interviewed a lady, Chloe, on the podcast. She was also like five years vegan. Mm. Same, she says the same thing as you, but it really challenges because she's like, but I'm eating so healthy. Like, how could this be possible? Like, it's just she just didn't want to believe it. Yes. Because I think it's she's like, it's like a bit of a, like a cult in a way. Oh,
0: yeah. Same with, like, uh, spirituality, which, like, we discussed before, like, how like, I'm so, like, I'm, I've tapped into that. And in, there, in spirituality, it's like you can't have sugar and you, you've you got to fast and all these things. And, like, I really try to invite people to just perhaps be okay with understanding that it might not be serving like our physical bodies, Mm. our physical bodies need specific nutrients to work. Like our, our livers are not a sieve that, you know, just automatically naturally detoxes. They need nutrients. And it's, yes, it's really like challenging that perhaps that, that belief of veganism or whatever it is, is just not serving the the physical body. Like our actual bodies need, need
1: these nutrients. And, that's yeah. actually a good thing you could touch on, actually, fasting. Because I remember that you used to be, like, right into the fasting. And then I remember gradually, you'd like, as you were learning or, like, and you were shifting, I could see you shifting in your posts. Mm. Maybe you want to talk a little bit about fasting? Because so I think I did it. Like, fuck, I did every protocol of fasting, 24-hour fast, 16-8, 5-2. Yeah.
0: I did a seven-day water fast once. Like,
1: really? So what, <laughs> you just only drank water for seven days? Yeah. yeah. How did you last?
0: Honestly, I was I was going mental. I was actually hallucinating. And like it's a double-edged sword because there's like people that have got like these so-called proven results of helping people, like cure cancer or you know, reverse cancer and all these really extreme things. And it's like you see that, it's like wow. But then you you look at the everyday people, people like myself and maybe yourself as well. And we go and do these extreme fasts, and then we are experiencing all of these things like um putting on weight painful periods my my skin I don't know about you my skin flared up and like all of these things and I, I was so big into fasting I thought it was like absolutely incredible it was like you know it's enlightening me and my body's just feeling so light and free but when I wasn't fasting so when I started eating again I was heavy as fuck and I mean like my digestion was so crap or i'd have diarrhea constantly like i'd literally eat and have to run to the toilet otherwise i was gonna like you know, shit my pants. <laughs> oh
1: my God.
0: And then I think is understanding how fasting works. Like I, I, that was one thing I learned really well at uni was understanding the, the starvation phases and what the body goes into. And when people talk about like fasting, they talk about autophagy, which yeah. is like a process in which the body like eats itself. And that is a real thing, but it actually needs nutrients to do that. And I, I don't quote me, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure copper is definitely a really, really Big key nutrient in that process, or it's one of those nutrients that a lot of us are deficient in. So, when you're doing this fasting, it's probably actually doing you more of a disservice than a service when your body's deficient in nutrients. So, like I, I really delved into like the unlearning science that I thought I learned about fasting, and you know, really like tapping into going, okay, well, what does my body need? to Mm. naturally detox? What does my body need to naturally break down? Like I broke out in thousands of skin tags. I I haven't like really spoken into that much, but it was like the start of my pregnancy was when they were so bad. Like I had thousands of them, thousands thousands of them. And that was like really come about after fasting. And it's like, well, fasting is meant to break down all these little proteins and skin tags and things like that. But it actually created more in my
1: body. That's crazy, isn't it? It's yeah. just crazy. This stuff. I You know what? I never did veganism. That's the only one diet I just know. think I couldn't not eat the meat. You know, like and the and the dairy and the eggs and. I miss dairy.
0: Oh my god, it's one of my favorite things. Like I love having my
1: daily doses because oh. multiple of dairy cheese. How good's coffee? Like real proper milk coffee with sugar. I remember the first because I drank soy milk and um milk for so mm. long, and then having those first coffees and just be like, "This is a dream. Mm. This is a dream. It's just so amazing." It
0: still is. Like I was finishing mine off at the start of our our chat here, and it's so good, so good. Yeah.
1: So good. Um,
0: I just like I quietly laugh and I said, "People have their black coffees now." I'm just like, "What a dude!" Like that's
1: just like or drink pee or something, right? <laughs> like like <laughs> I don't know. And ice cream. How good's ice cream? i eat ice cream every night. Like it's just my thing. I just love ice cream. I think, oh God. I sit there eating my little bowl every night before I go to bed. And I'm like, I just love this so much. And yeah. orange juice. Oh my god, how good's orange juice?
0: Oh all the things. All, yeah. all the things that you rave on about like how oh, good is I totally agree with you. They they're just they're soul nourishing.
1: Like they're not they only are. bodies they're yeah. nice dogs, but they're soul nourishing. <laughs> It's so good. So, so low. I know. It's just like happier. Aren't you just happier eating yummy food mm-hmm. every day? Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. So, yeah, then, you know,
0: good. when people have like a rough day and they go, I want to emotionally eat, it's like you don't need to do that when you're giving your body things. So if I'm having a rough day, I'll go make myself a coffee and I'll have four shortbreads and it's bloody awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, like I'm not self-sabotaging <laughs> or, or, you know, whatever it is that, that we do when we used to emotionally eat. So oh, I know. I'm freaking love burgers. Like oh, my burger. God,
1: same. I'm having a burger tonight. I always have sourdough, cheese, mm. beetroot, yeah, and yeah, nice yeah. beef patty, chips, and I have a Coke always with it. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so good. good. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> you
1: can just do a whole podcast with someone talking about food. Like all the oh, time I totally yeah. <laughs> agree. It's the bomb. It's just so nice. Every morning I'm like, and I, I eat really similar things day to day just because I've found the shit that I really like. Like I just love sourdough toasted sourdough with cheesy eggs and a bit of parsley red onion and then I have like orange a couple of oranges and I have a coffee with collagen and sugar I just I try to eat other stuff I'm like I just always gravitate back to that I just love it Mm. you need to find these and potatoes mashed potato air fried potatoes I just love them juice orange (laughs) fries (laughs) ice cream fudge. oh my god it's just the best really it's so yummy so yummy so good well thank you so much nissa for coming on i really enjoyed i just love you i just i think you're great i'll pop all her details below so you can go and um follow her she's really awesome um and yeah i guess yeah we'll have to have you again on the podcast and talk about something different
0: oh absolutely there's so many things that um that we can talk about but i've absolutely loved being here today kitty thanks for having me thanks so much